Hi there, my name is Patrick Meyer and I'm coming to you from Mombasa and um, this is Peter Musao Devotionals, a devotional that is uh, led by Pastor Peter Musao from Roraka Baptist. I just wanted to share a message with you uh, right now concerning your soul. Um, you see, the most important thing about your life is your soul. It's not the money you have, it's not the car, cars or cars or whatever, or houses or lands or all these things that we are really, you know, people are dying for. And the Bible says that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things are added unto our lives. But people are literally dying to get them. And Jesus said that what shall he gain a man if he owns the whole world yet loses his own soul? We told in the book of Acts chapter 2 that on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls were added unto the faith because they repented of their sins and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I just want to read a text uh, from Isaiah chapter 45, verses 23. Um, let me read it. It says, let me read from verse 22. It says, Isaiah 45, verse 22, it says, Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. I have sown by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and it shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. I think many of us may have known of heard of a text in Philippians chapter 2. This is what Paul quotes. He says that God has exalted Jesus above every name and highly exalted him, that every knee should bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You see, God has sworn that one day, I have promised, I have promised you, one day, one day, there is a day that is coming, folks. One day where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether you are Christian, whether you are Muslim, whether you are Hindu, whether you are an atheist or an agnostic, whether you are rich or you are poor, whether you are black or white, whatever tribe you are, whether you are tall, you are short, whether you are young, you are old, whether you are male, you are female, whatever it is that you are or who you are, one day every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When Alexander the Great died, he bowed his knee. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27 that he is appointed for men to die once. After that comes a judgment. So when Alexander the Great died, he was great. He had conquered the world, but he stood before God. When Hitler died, he stood before God. When Winston Churchill died, he stood before God. Every pope that has ever died, they stood before God. Every human being. You get what I'm saying? And we just want to give you an opportunity to be able to be saved and to accept Jesus as, as your Savior and your Lord. Right now, this might come to you randomly in a time you're not expecting. Nine years ago, I was watching the TV and I became saved. I had not planned on it. In fact, many times I usually say that it's, it's like God hijacked me. You understand? He invaded my life. I had no plans whatsoever. I thought my life was going well. I was enjoying, enjoying life in quotes. But I was so empty and I was dying on the inside. Yet I didn't know it and yet I lacked nothing. But Jesus came to me in a unique way. And I was led to the Lord by an American televangelist, a man who I've never met and I never did meet uh, at that time. And I hope one day I will get to meet him and just say thank you for using the media, using uh, the, the, the TV to preach the gospel. And he, I got saved. I became saved right here in Mombasa. I was not planning on it. I didn't expect it. But I just want to encourage you right now. I don't know what state you are in your life. But I want to read a text that says, 
Um, Romans 13, 11 says, And knowing the time, and now it is high time to awake out of sleep. My friend, my dear sister, my brother, it's, a, it's time for you to awake out of sleep. It says, For now is our salvation nearer than when, belie- when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the arm of light. It says, Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. Then, what is the solution? Verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not give provision for your flesh to, to, to fulfill its desires. You see, my friend, your flesh wants to sin. That's how the human nature is. We never teach children how to do right. Sorry, we don't, don't teach children how to do wrong. We teach them how to do right. Because that's how we are. We have the sinful nature that we inherited from Adam and Eve, and it's in us. And the Bible says that all have sinned. All. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And as I'm preaching to you right now, I'm not condemning you. Because I myself, I mean, I was in the same boat that you are in. You get what I'm saying? There is none righteous, no one. And no one can be saved by their goodness. No one can be saved by giving, by being generous. No one can be saved by going to church. Because the Bible says that the just lives by faith. Amen. The Bible says that whosoever keeps the whole law, yet offends in one, he has missed it all. So if I live my whole life and I kept the Ten Commandments, yet if I missed one, I have offended in all. There is no difference between me who has lied once and a murderer and a rapist and all, the, all those kinds of things. Why? Because God's thoughts are not our thoughts, neither has His ways our ways. His standards are high above human standards. The world tells you don't commit adultery, but Jesus says if you look at a woman lustfully from your heart, you've committed adultery with her already. The world says don't murder, but Jesus says that whosoever hates his brother has committed murder. So God's standards are way higher than what we standards of the world because the world will judge you based on your outward appearance but God looks at the hearts he knows the motives and the intentions of the heart therefore looking from such an angle there is no one who can be righteous it's absolutely impossible we cannot save ourselves and if we try to save ourselves by being good and keeping the law it can't save you there is only one way that you can be saved the Bible tells me that God so loved the world that he gave hallelujah he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life you don't have to perish you can have the whole world the Bible says what shall it gain a man if he has the whole world if you own the whole world yet you lose your own soul this world is very fleeting it's very short Solomon said it's vanity of vanity he says all these things he had all the wealth he had all the wisdom he had the fame but it's at the end of his life, he came to the conclusion that all is vanity. And there is no new thing under the sun. Nothing has changed. I want to read another text from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 40. He says, Wherefore he says, Awake you who is sleeping and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. You need to wake up. You need to turn away from sin. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and your Lord. The Bible says that whosoever shall be ashamed of me before men... I shall be ashamed of him. That's Jesus speaking before my father and his angels. We live in a world where Jesus is being ridiculed. Every movie, every series, every song, the name of Jesus is used as a curse word. I never see them using the name of other religions, other deities from other religions. It's only Jesus. Why? Because one day, one day, as I've told you before, when I began this video, one day, every knee shall bow. That one I can promise you. And as I'm speaking to you, I know you can feel the conviction from my heart. I am sure 
and you can feel the power of God flowing through this video. Now one day, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's not going to be like the way it's, on, it's in, in this world. We can cover our sins with our makeup, with looking good, with putting on appearances. But God searches the heart. See, the Bible says he knows the motives and the intentions of the heart. So this is the day of salvation. Now, I've already read Romans 13. It says, now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's now. It's not tomorrow. The devil loves to make people procrastinate. He wants you to push it forward. I want you to think I have more time. Uh, let me read another text, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1, verses 2. He says, For he saith, I have heard you in an accepted time. In the day of salvation I have succored you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Right now is the accepted time. As I look at my watch, it's 3.15 p.m. It's Wednesday, the 29th of July, 2020. Now is the time of your salvation. Now during this pandemic, it's the time of your salvation, not tomorrow. Don't procrastinate. Don't push it. The devil likes to make you think that you have time. He likes to make you think, oh, I'll get saved. I remember when I got saved, I was 19. And some of my friends used to tell me, I'll get saved when I graduate from university. They didn't. I'll get saved when I get a job. I'll get saved when I begin a family. I'll get saved when I retire. I'll get saved on my deathbed. But the devil is the one who is lying to you because he knows at the time you don't expect your life will be snatched away. And then you'll have no excuse. So my friend, now is the time of your salvation. You can receive Jesus right now as I'm, as, as I'm speaking. Hebrews chapter 2 says, Therefore, we ought to give a more honest heed to the things which you have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels, that was the law, was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How shall we escape? How can you escape, my friend, if you neglect so great salvation? Some of you, you're thinking, I'm young. I mean, time flies. Before you know it, you'll be in your 30s, in your 40s. You have a family. You'll be a grandparent. And sometimes people think they have time and they end up losing it. I remember some years ago, I, we preached with two friends of mine to a, a young man. Who's, I mean, he told us, look, I, 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 I can't get saved now. My life is too good. I have money. This is always exact words. I have money. I have women. I mean, I don't need this. And he mocked us and he made fun of us. And I'm not saying it out of, you know, feeling good that, it, that, that this is what he was saying. I mean, it's out of pity for his soul. And he told us, it was a Thursday evening. So he said, ah, tomorrow is Friday, I'll go and drink. Then he said, Saturday, I'll also be drinking. Then he said, maybe on Sunday, I'll go to church. And God knows, you know, the Bible says that, you know, no liar, no liar shall have his part in, every liar shall have his part in the lake of fire. If I'm lying to you, I'll be held accountable for what I'm saying. The next day, the next day he went to town. This was in Nairobi. Right now I'm in Mombasa. Was, at that time I was in Nairobi. The next day he went to town. He was drinking just as he told us. And while he was in town, I think there is this pub called Simba or something. And that Nairobi Simba, some of you might know it. He was hit. He was coming out from the club. He was hit by a taxi. And the taxi, it was a hit and run. And he fell into a coma right there and then. And we went to the hospital at, at KNH. To the ICU the next day. That's 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 a Saturday, and he was in a ventilator. He was. I mean, he had all these things. I've never. I'd never been to the ICU. It was such a terrible thing to see. But he thought he had time. You see, God had seen what was going to happen on Friday, so he sent us on Thursday evening. I will never forget this as long as I live. And his friends were there. His friends, the, when he was mocking and making fun, and they were laughing at his jokes. 
Now, on Saturday evening, they were telling us, please pray for him. And they were telling us, tomorrow after church, please come and pray for him. And, and we went and prayed with my friends for, for, for his healing. Because he could not talk, the doctor told us he can't say anything. He can't, the only thing he can hear. So I went and touched his hand and I said, so and so, you know, Jesus loves you. You can be saved. I don't know if he had, because the Bible says you, sh you have to confess if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. So I don't know if he got saved without confessing from his mouth. Because when he had his opportunity, he made a mockery of it. How shall you escape if we neglect so great salvation? You can be saved right, right now. You can be saved right now. You can receive Jesus personally as your Savior and your Lord right now. Don't escape so great salvation. You can receive him right now. In Kenya, we have a really deceptive view of Christianity. We think Christianity is having a Christian name or going to church or listening to so-called Christian music. It, that, those things don't save you. Jesus told Nicodemus, a master of the law, a Pharisee, one who knew what memorized the first five books of the Bible, let alone just a few verses. He told him, you must be born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's why you go back to that text. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that you who believes you will not perish but have everlasting life. I think I've said enough and I want to pray with you right now. Now is the time of your salvation. Now is your salvation nearer than when you believe. Hallelujah. It's now, not tomorrow, not in the evening. Now as you're watching this, you can be saved. And I'd like you to please share this video widely. People need to be saved in this country. People need salvation because at the end of the day, there is not you will not carry the you won't carry anything to the other side. That is to, towards eternity. But all that matters is, is your name written in heaven. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? The Bible says in the Book of Revelation that whosoever's name was not found written in the Book of Life was cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. But you don't have to go there. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about becoming good, changing your habits. No, no, no. I'm talking about being made new. You become a new creature in Christ. Receive salvation. It is, the Bible calls it, so great salvation. You confess that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. Believe in your heart and you're saved. It's that simple. I'm not talking about having, uh, becoming a registered member in a church. Those things don't save. They are good things, but they never save anybody. I'm not talking about keeping the Ten Commandments. The law of God, those laws never saved anybody. The law exposes our sinful nature and our need for our Savior because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Christianity is the only faith, and I don't like to call it a religion because for me it's a relationship between me and God, whereby you are not saved by your goodness. You don't, it's not about, oh, I've reached the threshold, oh, my scale has outweighed this, my good has outweighed the bad on the scale. It's 60 to 40 percent, 30 to 70. No, no, no. In Christianity, you agree, hey, I can't keep God's standard. And God's standard is not 99 percent. It's 100 percent. It's either you go fully or you go home. There's no other way. So in Christianity, you give up on your ability to be good. And you accept that somebody paid the price on your sin. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And God said he has given us, he has, he, 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 it is through the shedding of blood that there is remission of sin because the life of the flesh is in the blood and he has given it to, for us to make atonement for the soul. So when Jesus was shedding his blood, and his blood is not the blood of bulls and of goats or heifers, 
His blood, that's the blood of the one and only Son of God. The Bible says it's the blood of sprinkling which speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was crying out for revenge, for condemnation, for, 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 for the life of Cain. But the blood of Jesus, it speaks mercy. It says, mercy, Father. It says, you have sinned. It says, I have sinned. But because of I have shed my blood, he can't receive salvation. He doesn't have to go to hell. Amen. And I want to pray with you right now, whosoever is watching with me. Right now, let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I have heard your message and it burns in my heart. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Write my name, O Lord, in the Lamb's book of life. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life that he rose from the grave after three days. I give my life to you completely. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I have decided to completely follow Jesus. There is no turning back. The wall is behind me. The cross is before me. I thank you, Lord, for your love. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you so much for this day because today I am saved. Today I have turned my life completely to Jesus. And from now on, Lord, it is no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, and I receive all this by faith alone in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Just by playing, praying that simple prayer, that's what I prayed nine years ago. I became saved. And this is not the high school prayers. You know, in high school where you, you pray the, this prayer and then by Wednesday you have lost your salvation. No, this is about you have made the decision and I know you have. And I, know, I want you to know God loves you. Please get a Bible. Start reading from the Gospel of John. I'll advise you, start reading from the... Get a Bible if you don't have one. Download it on your phone. Start reading. If you read the book of John for three weeks, you'd finish it because it has 21 chapters. If you read the, all the 21 chapters of John, you'd be done in three weeks. Just reading one chapter a day. So get your Bible, start reading. Start talking to God. Pray. Prayer is not this religious thing we have been told of reciting some prayers I remember when I was young it never did anything for me but when I began to talk to God it's a relationship just like though you talk to a friend or to a relative just begin talking to him and always finish that prayer in the name of Jesus Amen God bless you if you have any inquiries please write to this uh, ministry Peter Musao Devotionals uh, Peter Musao has put his number on, 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 on the on the Nini on this Facebook page. God bless you. God bless you. Please share this video. And I speak a blessing over you who has gotten saved. You will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. And he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it and this is the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not lose your salvation. You cannot lose your salvation because you are resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Have a blessed day.